you know, I'm like in my 20s. I should be going out and doing this. Like I should be, I should be, I should be. And it's like, I should be doing exactly what I want to be doing. Mm -hmm. I don't have to do anything, Mm -hmm. you know? Hi, I'm Hannah Jane. And I'm Sierra, and this is Detached. We're two women in our mid-20s who have a lot to say about literally everything. We try to focus on what we have learned through our emotional and spiritual growth. We're here to have open, vulnerable, and sometimes pretty hard conversations with each other. Just a reminder, we don't speak for any 12-step programs. All we have are our own stories to share. We are so excited to go on this journey with you all. Let's get to it. Hello and welcome back to Detached. I'm Hannah Jane. And I'm Sierra. We are back to our regularly scheduled and <laughs> edited episodes. Yes. Um, yes. We appreciate everyone kind of rolling with the punches last week with an episode that might not have the best audio quality mm-hmm. and no ending. <laughs> but um, so chaotic. Last, last week was hard. Yeah. Uh, I got pretty violent food poisoning on, <laughs> on the last day of my trip and had to cancel my flight. So that was an experience that I hope no one else <laughs> has to go through. Um, highly don't recommend that. Wasn't mm. fun. And... Yeah, and I had a fever, um, <laughs> which I don't know if ever, anybody's ever, like, experienced, like, a literal fever coming on, but yeah. I always know because I get, like, really cold <laughs> and, like, achy, and I had, like, my heat up to 74 and, like, sweatpants. And, oh, like, God, yeah. And I was like, why am I so cold? Anyways, um, thankfully, it was, like, a 24-hour thing, so that Amazing. was cool, but... Hannah Jane and I happened to be sick at the exact same time, so. Yeah, but Sierra really, like, you did it. (laughs) You edited the episode. It was great, and we got so much great feedback on that episode. I think it was definitely one of my favorite ones that we've put out so far. Me too. So that, I think that was, like, the universe telling us that the episode was too good not to put (laughs) out, and it was like, we're gonna gonna make you really sick, so you can't re-record, you can't can't do anything. So, oh, that's such a good way to look at it. Yeah, you know, yeah, I think it was really good. Like, we got a lot of feedback um, from people saying it was like just it really resonated. I think you know, and it, (laughs) Hannah Jane, like I swear, (laughs) we always (laughs) we listen to it over and over. Like the number of times that we listen to it is like kind of crazy. That like it all becomes one thing, and like I can't even like differentiate between episodes because we're. We're just having to hear it so many times to edit it. But, like, I swear sometimes when you and I listen to it, like, (laughs) we, I don't know if we, like, try to, like, listen to it as, like, an outside observer, but... (laughs) But this last episode was definitely one of those where I was like, damn, that's so, that's so true. And I was like, <laughs> oh, that's me. <laughs> no, I definitely oh. listened to it. And when I like was listening to the, to the little Hannah Jane, mm-hmm. I was like, oof, yeah, yeah that, that hits really hard. And I was like, oh yeah, that's literally my experience. <laughs> but um, we're just, we're so loving doing this yeah. every week. It's so fun. And hopefully you guys are enjoying the ride. Yeah. Um, but we have a really fun topic for you guys today. Fun mm-hmm. being relationships, friendships, just like navigating a bunch of stuff mm-hmm. in sobriety, in, you know, kind of like not being centered around alcohol in a lot of ways. 
Um, so I just, I think I'm really excited about this episode because I've really seen my life change from college to now about, you know, how I socialize, my intentions about socializing, what role alcohol plays in social situations, Mm -hmm. um, you know, like how people use it to make them more comfortable in social situations, not feeling peer pressure and, oh my God, I could go on and on. And I will. <laughs> but I think this is a really good one. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, <clears throat> I think when I first got sober, it was like, you know, and I know I've talked about this before, but it was like, what is my personality w- without drinking? Like, everything I do revolves around drinking. Like, how the hell would I go out and socialize and interact with people like without that confidence, without that liquid courage. So navigating that has been really interesting. And I think, you know, for a couple of years there, I got very sort of isolated and like more introverted. And um, even like the last six months, it's totally yeah. changed for me. Like I know that this, this has been so fun to like realize this progress, but Um, in July, I went to my friend's wedding in San Diego and I remember like everybody was dancing on the dance floor and like, I just was like, I can't, I can't do that. Like that for me is too out of my comfort zone. Like at that point, you know, I went with my mom to the wedding because my date was supposed to be, you know, my ex and that obviously, you know, wasn't happening. So I was already kind of uncomfortable, like not having like plus one I had expected to bring with me and so anyways so the idea of like dancing sober on a dance floor was just like too much for me so I kind of like um was like no like I'm just I'm gonna sit here and like that's okay like you you guys have fun like there's I don't feel any sort of I don't feel left out at all but everybody else was very uncomfortable with it like it was like everybody my friends my mom like coming up to me trying to get me to dance and I was like I'm just not at that point like right now and that's so okay like I don't feel like I'm missing out and then I said to you the other day in the car and and I recently went to a concert with my brother and his girlfriend and and it was like very slow (laughs) music so it's not like it was like crazy dance music but I was like comfortable and like, yeah. And then, and then I decided we were like listening to music in the car, like (laughs) kind of like, you know, singing, dancing. And I was like, you know what? I feel like I want to go out. Like I want to go out and dance and I want to go like, not to like a, like a club, but like, I just want to go out and like do that. Cause I feel like I'm so ready to do that and it's so interesting it's like I'm like a child like well we will keep you all updated when me and Sierra go dancing (laughs) because I can't wait I love dancing um but I think it's so cool to be able to like see your progress you know like that's that's kind of major Mm -hmm. you know being able to kind of pinpoint oh like I wasn't comfortable Mm -hmm. here and then however months later, you're like, mm-hmm. okay, wow, this yeah. is kind of amazing. But also feeling that I, you know, the idea of feeling comfortable at both stages. Right. You know, like other people around you mm-hmm. felt uncomfortable, but you were like, no, 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 yeah. like I'm good. I just, yeah. I know what I need for myself. And exactly. it's not that. <laughs> yep. Um. So I think that's a big one, you know, uh, 
like you being comfortable but other other people being uncomfortable Mm -hmm. you know I think it's important to be able to let other people be uncomfortable and not let that affect your actions because that's always going to happen you know I mean if you go out and you're not drinking like you know the other people you're with Mm -hmm. it's like oh like why aren't you drinking tonight and it's like I am I'm just I you know I'm not I'm not doing what you're doing tonight Mm -hmm. you know I'm choosing what's good for me tonight whatever but I know when I um I just I guess for me like your your surroundings greatly affect you know your actions and what you're doing so drinking was a lot more present in my life in my last relationship and in the one before and in this one I mean, it's, you know, definitely there's there's drinking, but it's not to the degree or magnitude that it used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's just, like, interesting to see how, you know, your surroundings with people really do affect, you know, your own actions. Right. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, no, it it's, it's interesting to see how other people you were saying like how other people respond in situations because I mean really like I think you know a lot of the initial thoughts that would go through my mind was like well what is everybody gonna think when I say I'm not drinking yeah like and nobody else unless somebody has like a problem (laughs) (laughs) not not saying like not implying anything but most people don't really care that much yeah um yeah, and like right? if some if somebody yeah, like most people don't really care. But like I remember I would go in my head over and over and be like, Well, what if this person thinks, Well, what if they offer me a drink? Well, what if like yeah. you know, they think it's weird? What if they don't want to be around me? What if I can't socialize? Like it just starts to go crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, when in reality, like nobody asks me anything. <laughs> yeah, just like okay. And like, whatever. Yeah, and when I went to this concert, like I got this is so this is so wild, I swear, like the younger generation is, like, not as insane as we were, which is, <laughs> like, it's so weird to me. Like, they're just so much more self-aware. Um, but. And that's on growth. That's, that's on growth for Gen Z. <laughs> for Gen Z. They coined that term, we, I'm pretty sure. We love that for yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, we went to this concert. Um, like I said, my little brother was visiting and um, his girlfriend and then her friend, too. And, you know, I got a uh sparkling water with a lime and um for a while I like hated sparkling water too but I was like this is what the sober people drink so you have to drink it (laughs) um but it just looks like a drink right like even though it's just water and so that like makes me feel a little more comfortable yeah so um and and it was so funny because my brother and his girlfriend got one drink and they split it, and then they didn't like it and dumped it out. And I was like, that's so crazy. And then there was, like, no no drink. They just, like, didn't drink after that. And I was like, whoa. Like, I just can't imagine being that age and, like, not getting absolutely hammered at a concert. <laughs> <laughs> and so that was super crazy to me. But I was, like, so comfortable, and I had so much fun. And I didn't care what anybody else thought thought and like surprise surprise nobody asked me why I wasn't like if I wasn't drinking alcohol or to do a shot with them like that just didn't happen oh my god um yeah sorry I'm literally just brought up a thought that was so crazy to me 
Um, I was on my first date with my current partner, and we went to this little market to get a drink and just kind of meet and, you know, see if, like, <laughs> we were two mm-hmm. people that were compatible in any type of way. Yeah. Turned out we were. But, um, <laughs> you know, he got a beer and I got, like, a little drink or whatever, and he, like, didn't finish the beer mm-hmm. and, like, threw it out. That's so insane It's so me. hot. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, my God. You're like, wow, you don't have to finish that? I was that? like, wait, what? Because so crazy. That, like, wasn't something that I had seen, mm-hmm. like, other people do. Right. So it was like, like, I was like, I, I was shocked. Mm-hmm. I think I might have called you, like, right after. And yeah, like, you did. Oh. Yeah, right. I was like. <laughs> oh my god like this man (laughs) he's amazing he doesn't have to drink like six beers in one sitting it's like green flag (laughs) um but yeah i it's just it's like those little things that you Mm -hmm. notice that just i don't know that just when that happened it made me like it made me feel immediately super safe oh that's good yeah that's really good. <laughs> so wild. Yeah. Right. And that's like what normal drinking looks like. I was yeah. saying to a friend today, like, I, it's just so interesting because, you know, I, I could never leave a drink on a table, like half drank. Um, yeah. I, I don't know if I've shared this before. Maybe I shared it with you. You shared it with me. Yeah. I can't, I, God, I can't. We talk about <laughs> too much stuff. Um, but, but yeah, like looking at... Uh, when I used to be sitting down at like a say a table, like I remember vividly, there was one Christmas. Um, we used to for Christmas Eve, we go out to this Mexican restaurant every year, like my mom's whole family, and um, we would always order like these skinny margaritas. And I remember one year, like it was either my mom or my aunt or somebody, like left more than half of her margarita on the table and like everybody's like okay let's go we gotta get to church crazy drinking margaritas before church (laughs) but (laughs) that's a little unhinged um but (laughs) but like every and i i could not take my eyes off of this margarita Wow. Because I had already had three and like I could, I had to like keep my composure. I could not order another one because then my mom would get mad. And that's like a little too sus, right? Like yeah. three is already pretty freaking sus, like I must say. <laughs> um, but I couldn't order another one, but I so badly wanted another one. And um, yeah, and so like everybody's going to leave. Everybody's like getting up, pushing their chairs in. And I literally kind of like hung back and I just downed that margarita in like a second and then we left because I I like physically could not leave that drink on the table because you know like they say like it's one drink is too many a thousand is never enough wow right because it's like the first one I'm already you know yeah have pushed past that point and then there will never be enough like so so that was kind of crazy to realize that <sighs> normal people don't think that way. Well, it was crazy for me to see that other people thought the way that I did. Yeah. You know, yeah. because I I had like that wasn't something that I saw very often, you know, like in my previous relationships. Mm-hmm. It was just, you know, like 
you, like you just fit it just fit it like mm-hmm. you just you know like why waste it and I'm yeah. like yeah I mean totally but yeah. I was like well but sometimes I like don't want to finish something right. you know like I don't I'm not I'm not in the mood to have mm-hmm. this whole drink um but it like it didn't feel like acceptable to leave it right and then seeing this person do that and just mm-hmm. throw it out I was like whoa yeah okay that is something yeah. that people do yeah <laughs> so Oh, I know. It's so crazy. Um, and I'm so glad <laughs> that I, like, I, I'm just so glad that I realized that now. Yeah. Because before, it was like, I wouldn't have even thought twice about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then going to meetings and stuff and hearing other people, I think that's sometimes for me, like, what's so powerful about going to meetings is, like, I heard somebody share that exact story. Yeah. Um, but about themselves and like a drink they couldn't leave on the table. And I was like, oh, like, wait, I did that too. And wait, that's, they're totally right. That's not normal. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know? So it just sort of like started like, you know, the, um, the whole, it like sparked me questioning sort of my thinking and like the way I did things. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Definitely. Well, to kind of like not really transition but a little bit Mm -hmm. um so obviously you know we went to college together Mm -hmm. so like our social lives were very intertwined yeah and socially like you know I think it's very easy to hide you know a lot Mm -hmm. like surrounding alcohol and alcoholism Mm -hmm. because it's so like ingrained in that kind of like college party mind like whatever yeah um so you know, like, that transition from, like, college to being a quote-unquote adult, I still don't feel like an mm. adult, so that's why I say quote-unquote, mm-hmm. um, you know, like, how did that, I guess, how did that transition socially, like, mm. change for you? Like, right. for me, like, and I can talk about, you know, my transition after, but I'm just curious, like, what that transition from that kind of, you know, like alcohol party scene right. in college to like being an adult. I know you've talked about it kind of in the past, yeah. but I don't know if we could just touch on that again. Yeah. I mean, that was, you know, I think one of the biggest, when I got sober, like red flags that I did realize was, you know, everybody graduated and like started trying to get like their careers going and were moving to different places and like had aspirations and like not that I didn't have aspirations like I've always had really big dreams big goals for myself since I was a kid but somehow I just thought they were gonna happen like without me actually doing anything like I was like ah one day I'll be there like without really putting Mm -hmm. two and two together that I wasn't doing anything to, to like make progress to getting there um so, yeah, so after I graduated, I mean, you know, I just so desperately wanted to, like, go out with people, but I was, like, you know, when I was in California, I was living at home with my mom, which, love my mom, there is nothing wrong with that, but it was just a very, like, different lifestyle than a lot of people were, were living, and I yeah. just felt really stuck, and... um yeah, I just found myself wanting to go out and, like, wanting to keep partying and wanting to drink. And, like, I think behind that, there was just so much loneliness. And so a lot of that came from, like, just wanting to connect with other people. But I didn't know how to do that without drinking. And so I think that, you know, 
it made sense in a way, but it was like nobody else was seeking that same thing that I was. The only people that were like that I would, you know, sometimes see were like people who were maybe in the same place as me, um, unfortunately. So, you know, I I started to surround myself with those kind of people and that's not good. (laughs) Um, But yeah, and then so it's crazy because then in early sobriety like you just kind of have to figure out like who you are as a person and like what your identity is all over again yeah you know yeah definitely um I think for me I you know I went from college and then um a few months after went you know down to Arizona for graduate school and Um, I mean, I had no social life in Arizona. I didn't know anyone. Um, and, you know, so like that was pretty isolating. Um, but I dealt with that in other ways. You know, Mm -hmm. I would go hiking by myself and mountain biking. I mean, because I love that kind of stuff. But, um, I was super lonely too, you know? And then I moved back to Denver or back to Colorado at least and you know just you are the sum of the five or like what is it what's the saying like you're the sum of the five people you like surround yourself with mm-hmm. I wasn't around the people that shared similar values right. that were like enacting the values that I wanted to be living uh-huh. and I felt really lonely pretty depressed and confused and I was like I don't want to be in this culture I don't want to be in this like community. I don't feel like I I don't feel like I'm with my people yet. Mm-hmm, right. And, you know, then I moved to Denver and um I reconnected with a lot of my college friends. Mm-hmm. Thank God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, started um I think being more present in community and you know, realizing that you know, there are a lot of things that you can do with people that really ground you that mm-hmm. don't involve this like social alcohol kind of life which I think I was like in for a you know a few like maybe a year and a half two years and um it was like really special for me to see that and you know like go hiking with my friends go on my hot girl walks Mm -hmm. like hang out with June just do those things that I knew always made me happy but it was like you know, I'm like in my 20s, I should be going out and doing this, like I should be, I should be, I should be, and it's like, I should be doing exactly what I want to be doing, Mm -hmm. I don't have to do anything, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, so I think kind of once I got that mind shift, once that mind shift happened for me, my life really opened up, and the things that I said yes to, and the Mm -hmm. things that I said no to, Mm -hmm. Um, and just being honest with myself, like, do I literally have the social capacity to go hang out with other people tonight? Do I have the social capacity to go hang out with June and watch a rom-com? Probably the <laughs> latter. No, but, you know, all jokes aside, I love going out, you know, ever so often. But I think it's, for me, it's really become about the community I surround myself with. Right. Um, because yeah, that community will really lift you up if, mm-hmm. you know, it'll either lift you up or drown you. Right. Um, and I've been on both sides, so. Right. Yeah, definitely. I think, too, like, something that I sort of have, because I feel like I've swung on, like, crazy ends of the spectrum because when I was living, like, with my 
um, ex-partner, you know, I got super isolated. I was like, well, yeah. you know, on the weekends, I mean, I was, just, you know, would stay in. Like, I didn't get a lot of time. Like, our schedules didn't line up all the time. So, like, there was only one day we both had off. So, it was like that day, you know, we would spend together. And then I was kind of just a, you know... My job was so exhausting that, like, I'd get home and I wouldn't want to do anything and, and I'd just want to cook. And so I, I really got, like, very isolated, honestly. Um, and I just, I wasn't really living, you know? Yeah, like, totally. It was, it's so crazy. Like, I was so wrapped up in, like, it was like a microcosm, right? Like, mm-hmm. all I could see was what was right in front of me. And totally forgot about that there's like this whole life out there to live and that oh my god I'm sober like that's huge and I can also do anything and like I I just why would I not like do everything I could possibly do you know what what an incredible realization to have like so early in life you know like how great oh my god that's just amazing and one thing I just wanted to say is that um when I was like living up in the mountains and kind of you know like just like in that community kind of practicing those values Mm. at that time um there was a lot of drinking involved you know like people would drink shooters when they were skiing and that was like very normal and that had like that was like nothing like I'd ever experienced before and um this is like the first ski season I've had Mm. where like since you know I guess the first season, the first ski season that I've had in like a few years where I've like loved skiing again. Aww. Like skiing used to be like my happy place. I mean, it is my happy place. It's, you know, where I where I feel like I'm truly myself. And this year again, it's it's about skiing. It's not about anything else. Mm-hmm. And I missed that, you know, and I just I feel I'm so grateful that I'm back in that place where this beautiful hobby that mm-hmm. I am so thankful to have is about, you know, is about that for me mm-hmm. and not about anything else. Right. Um, oh, I love it so much. That's amazing. That's <laughs> yeah. so cool that you've like been able to rediscover the joy in it again, you know? I think that's, oh, I think that's like such a great thing that you just said yeah. because. I think that when anyone is kind of, I know for me, when I'm like in maybe like a bit of a depression, um, like finding joy is really hard. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's like those little actions that, you know, I have to take to like make myself be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just like whether it's like, I don't know getting out of my bed (laughs) you know just like as little as that um I went on a like a super early morning walk the other day with June and it was like nice and warm out and I was like Mm -hmm. oh I'm so happy like this makes me so happy so it's like those little things that I don't know I don't know that's such a tangent that went nowhere but no that's (laughs) it's so funny you say that because I was just gonna say like I've been asking so I've been on like this kick of just meeting new people and like trying to like connect with and like just talk to new people like at least one new person a day which is so crazy (laughs) 
That's amazing. <laughs> and it's been really cool, though. And, like, I just kind of am, like, so unhinged and just ask them, <laughs> like, you know, hey, like, how's it going? Like, you know, how's your day going? And be like, so what, like, brings you joy? Like, that's what I I've asked that. a few people. And it's really cool to, like, hear their responses because, like, I effing hate small talk. Like, I hate it. I don't want to talk about the weather. I don't want, unless it's sunny outside, but I don't want to talk about the weather. <laughs> I don't want to, you know what I mean? I don't want to small talk, talk about traffic. <laughs> like, I don't want to talk, oh my gosh, it's going to rain later this week. Like, I just don't, I don't want to do that. Like, I'm so like, what brings you joy? <laughs> so what brings you joy? Yeah. Like, I'm like, I want to know, like, what you know, like ticks the box, what fills your cup, like tell me so that maybe like I can learn about it and maybe I could try it or like maybe we can connect over something like that, you know? I I think the coolest thing, at least what I've seen in, you know, being in Al-Anon and my own recovery is that I feel so much more intentional with mm-hmm. like all of my interactions mm-hmm. and with my friendships, right. you know, like I, I don't, not that I don't allow friendships that don't mean like important to me, but I, I feel like my time is very precious and I, I've been a lot better at giving my time to people Mm -hmm. I want to be with, you know, I think, and we've talked about this, I think pretty recently, Mm -hmm. um, because I was just like, I just feel overwhelmed and I, you know, I just, I don't know what to do. And you, you just like, we're very simple. You were like, well, what do you want to do? Like, you know what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, if you want to say yes or no. And I'm like, yeah, but I feel bad. You know, what if I have to cancel? Like, what if I have to say no to someone because yeah. I literally need the night to myself? Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, then you need the night to yourself. You'll see the person eventually. It's not a big deal. And I'm like, whoa. Yeah, that's, like, so true, (laughs) you know? Yeah, and it's because you love and care about everybody so much that, like, you just don't want anybody to feel like you're not taking time for them, and it's such a sweet thing. Um, And I think you, like you said, have worked so hard on, like, being, um, like, protective of your time. and yeah not stretching yourself so thin because you know you can't pour from an empty cup and mm-hmm. um but it's such a beautiful trait of yours that <laughs> you just like want to make everybody happy like not yeah. like you just you want everybody to know that you care about them and yeah. like you want to make time for them and stuff but sometimes it's like especially as we get older like being really intentional with our time and being like well you know, like can't do it this week. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, it's like such a fine line between, um, sort of, you know, going one end of the spectrum of like, oh, I'm going to isolate myself, but I'm going to like say it as like, oh, I just need time to recharge or whatever. Like, you know, making sure that you're still sort of keeping a balance. Cause I think for me personally, I can get into that space of like, I don't want to see anybody. I don't want to do anything. I'm just going to sit here, you know? And so just like reminding myself, like, am I really doing this because I need some time alone and I need to recharge? Or am I doing this because I just don't want to deal with what I have going on in my life, you know? Oh, totally. I think that's such a big. A big question to ask yourself when you're, you know, like thinking about your time mm-hmm. and what you want to do 
just activities and social battery. Mm-hmm. I know in college, when my social battery was done, I would just like leave. You'd see it on your face. <laughs> <laughs> like there'd be a point where Hannah Jane would just like shut down mode. And like, I was like, oh, she's about to leave. Like give her two minutes and she's going to go home. I like never said bye. I was like the no. queen of the Irish exit. Everyone would be like, where did Hannah Jane go? And be like, well, it's probably. <laughs> Probably went home. Probably went home. Like, she's done. And I think I still do, like, the Hannah Jane shutdown mode. But I can, like, put on, like, a mature face and be like, hey, like, I think I I think I need to leave. Like, have a great rest of your night. I'm not like, hey, okay, I need to leave right now. It's not like, ha. It's yeah. like, like, it used to be night and day. And now it's, like, day and evening. <laughs> Oh, that's a good one. I'm going to start saying that. (laughs) But yeah, so, you know. It's so funny because you and I are like in like almost opposite like periods right now. Eras. We're in opposite. (laughs) We're in different eras. We're in different eras. Oh my gosh. Trying to be cool. Um, But no, (laughs) we're... can't um no but like really though because like I have started out this year of like saying this is my year of yes and like you know I'm sort of just saying yes to everything that comes my way (laughs) I know but like but you know that's what you need and then this is what I protect yeah exactly you're protecting your peace well I think I I think I said yes in such an unhealthy way for Mm -hmm. so long Mm -hmm. That and I, I never said no. So I'm, I'm trying to be, like, I'm trying to say no in a productive way for myself. Um, I think I'll get to my yes era again, where I feel like safe saying yes mm-hmm. to like a bunch of stuff. Right. But I think I was just saying yes on such an empty, like such an empty battery yeah, right. that it just, it was so hard to right. do anything. Right. Um. Yeah. Well, and you were saying yes from, and I, I don't want to speak for you, but it sounds like you were saying yes from like a place of like wanting to make other people happy versus oh, yeah. saying yes because that's like what you wanted to do. Oh my God, right? totally. I mean, I'm I'm a recovering people pleaser, mm-hmm. you know? I was saying yes because if I said no, how would it make me look, mm-hmm. you know? If mm-hmm. I said no, oh, someone thinks I'm bailing because I don't like them. I would create these very elaborate, you know, realities that didn't exist. Mm -hmm. We've talked about realities that don't exist. (laughs) And it just, saying no to me felt like such a failure Mm -hmm. on my part as a friend or Mm -hmm. as a, just a person showing up. And by saying yes, I was just like, okay, I'm just pleasing this person. It's fine. Like, I'm just doing this. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It came to the point where I was so exhausted I was like, I like physically can't do anything. I have zero energy. Right. I feel sick. I I just, I can't. I'm empty. I'm running on empty. And I was running on empty for so long. And then I just kind of snapped. Right. I was like, I can't, I can't do it anymore. Yeah. Um, so I think I, you know, I've been doing a lot of work with 
how to put myself first mm. but not be selfish mm-hmm. you know yeah where it's like I'm doing my work I'm doing my recovery and I'm putting myself first because in the end all you have is yourself right like you are there for you mm-hmm. and obviously you know you have people in your circle that love you and that can support you but you're in your own body and in mm-hmm. your own mind. So right. you're the one having to live every day as yourself. Right. And I needed to get myself into a place where I was kind of mentally like just calming down. Yeah. You know, I yeah. was so hyped up on yeah. this energy that I didn't have. Like I was running on reserves <laughs> for so long. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think kind of refocusing on myself and really – knowing that that meant saying no Mm -hmm. and saying no from a place of genuine love and it's like no I'm not saying no because I don't like you I'm saying no because I need to put myself first tonight right you know um but yeah (laughs) it's just so interesting like the different phases and like you know you and I are very similar Um, (laughs) but there we do have some differences in that I think you're a very naturally like adventurous person and I definitely have not always been that way and it's so interesting to see because like when I first got sober you know I was told early on like follow the suggestions that are given to you say yes to what people you know there's other people around you who are in recovery who've been sober for a long time and know what they're doing like say yes to what they're telling you to do which sounds kind of crazy but I was like at I was at such a place of like desperation that I was like, okay, I have no idea what I'm doing. So like if these people know what they're doing, like I guess I'll just say yes to what they're telling me to do. And it and it worked, right? And so there was so much saying yes in the beginning and like just doing things I like was not comfortable doing, but like I knew that uncomfortability was so important for me. Um, and was like teaching me like how to sort of like start to be a person again. And, um, and I think sort of like this phase for me of saying yes is like, I, I don't know, like, I just feel like a free bird. I love (laughs) it. I love it. I just feel like I'm so here for whatever life has for me. Yes. Just everyone. Um, Sierra came over tonight to record and she picked up some pizza and she texted me because she was like, oh, I have a ton of stuff in my hands. I'm manifesting a parking spot right up front. Oh, my God. And she got a parking spot right up front. Yeah. Sierra has just been, like, in <laughs> contact with the universe in a very intimate way. And it's kind of incredible. Oh, my I, lo- I love it. I just – I had to share that. Yeah. No, I, I've been getting parking spots up the wazoo. And which is amazing. I'm envisioning it. Which is amazing yeah. because um, – I love you, Sierra. I'm going to expose Driving your parallel anxiety. parking. Driving anxiety. Um, <laughs> parallel parking is not a strong... Actually, you've been getting a lot better. I know how to so, do it. It's yes. just the anxiety of like somebody being behind me and like waiting for me to parallel park that like yeah. messes me up. Like I know how to do it. Yeah. It's just like... I know. I've been there. I've seen it. It's great. <laughs> it's a great job. <laughs> uh, but yes. Yes. Have been very like... I feel like in touch with myself and the universe. And so I almost feel like the whole like saying yes thing just comes from a place of like that I distrust the universe to take care of me so wholeheartedly that I'm like, dude, 
whatever you got for me, give it to me. Like, I'm so excited. And I just, I want to, like, just be such an active participant in, like, my life, you know? That's so cool. Well, I feel like me saying no and you saying yes, like, you're saying yes to very different things that I'm saying no to. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, like, I'm still saying yes, but I'm, I guess I'm, like, reacquainting myself with um being okay with setting with saying no and setting boundaries right you know like I think that's something that I've really worked on in the last like two years or setting boundaries Mm -hmm. um (laughs) because those are new yeah yeah (laughs) so those you know I think that's just I just wanted to say that you know yeah I'm still I'm still saying yes and you're still saying no right it's just like we're kind of framing it a little differently totally um Totally. But I love this for both of us. <laughs> yeah, me too. And I think what, like, the things I'm saying yes to are, are things that I know, like, will fill my cup. Exactly. Whether it's, like, unknown or not. You've always like, been so good at saying no, though. Yeah. I- <laughs> <laughs> you, you have. I, but, like, to things that don't fill your cup. Exactly. Like, if you don't yep. want to do something, you're like, no. Yeah. And I'm just like, damn, I hope one day I can do that. <laughs> I don't even know where that comes from. I think, like... I don't even know. Like, I was kind of, like, bitchy for a while. And so I think I was just like, yeah, I have no problem. I was really proud of my... I was really proud of myself a few months ago. Yeah. One of my friends texted me and she was like, we, we should go to a Nuggets game. And I was like, you know, I, like, really don't enjoy basketball, but I love hockey. Like, we should go to a hockey game. Oh, I love that. I, I know. Because you're like, I was like that's why? not for me, but I still would love to do something with you. Yeah, like I still want to see you yeah. and be social, but I don't yeah. love basketball. Right. And see, in that situation, I'd be like, yeah, every basketball game I've been to, I've been drunk. So sure, I'd love to go to a sober basketball <laughs> game great. for the first time in my life. <laughs> But yeah, it's totally just like, you know, what we're both just um, making decisions based on what we need and like being open to things. So um, cool. It's so yes, cool. setting boundaries. No, I know. It's super cool. But yeah, no, it's super good. And I think um, something that I wanted to share because it was really important for me that I didn't really realize in early sobriety, but like now I know, um, is that like... In the beginning, when I first got sober, you know, you start to sort of think about, like, all the things you're going to miss out on, right? Like, Mm -hmm. the biggest cliche, and it's always so funny, um, girls, women are always like, but I won't get to have a champagne toast at my wedding. Oh, my God. (laughs) Not in a relationship, not, like, doing it, and it's like, you're just like, but my champagne toast. (laughs) It's like... Well, if you keep drinking, you're probably not going to even get close to that kind of relationship anyways. But anyways, so so you start to think about all or I started to think about all of the things that I was going to miss out on. Right. Like by not drinking, which is so it's understandable. Right. You're like, oh, my gosh, like fear of missing out. I'm not going to be able to do these things. All my friends are going to get to do these things. And I think this resonates especially with people who get sober, like, at a young age. Like, I was 23, and I was like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? Mm-hmm. And, um, but then, then you start to realize, like, there are some things 
that like some of those things are like not important yeah in terms of the grand scheme of life and you know sometimes you have to miss out on those little things so that you can show up later in life for those people in your life like for the big things and i think that is so huge because it's like you know, if you can't go, you know, you're debating on, well, can I go to my best friend's bachelorette party, even though I'm 30 days sober? And it's like, is that the best choice? And it's like, well, you know, if you think about it as like, okay, yes, like my best friend might be upset if I can't go to her bachelorette party. But if I go to her bachelorette party and I drink, then I can't show up for her as a friend at her wedding because I'll probably get shit faced and like ruin the whole thing. Right. So it's kind of a silly example, but that's no, like, that's a great example. <laughs> <laughs> but that's like what it is, you know, missing out on like the like, quote, missing out on the little things so that you can show up and like be, you know, a, a, a person in life, in your life and in other people's lives. You know, I could cry. You're Aww. like such an incredible person. <laughs> I love you so much. Oh my God. So I really loved what you were saying about showing up in your own life and in other people's lives. Um, because I think, you know, relationships and friendships, you need to show up. Mm. Um, and I think, you know, in the relationship I'm in now, showing up is such a huge part of that, um, with communication, with boundaries, um, with, you know, what we say yes to, what we say no Mm. to. Mm -hmm. Um, and it just, it feels really, really special to love, you know, love someone mm-hmm. and show up for them and really be a part of their lives. And same in friendships, mm-hmm. you know, like, as you know, and I think as a lot of people know, I would literally die for my friends. Mm-hmm. Like I, I am such, I feel like I really show up for the people in my life that I love. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think one of, I love that trait about me, but it's also like kind of hard sometimes yeah. because I show up in such an intense way that I don't think everyone needs me to show up like that. Some people are like, calm down, and I'm like, I'm really here for you, though, and you need to know that. Yeah. Um, but I guess what does showing up in your life look like, you know, with your friendships, et cetera? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think it kind of plays into, like, the whole, like, saying yes thing. Um, I think I've really... No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I think I've really surrounded myself with um, good people, <laughs> as funny as that sounds, but just like it's people. Not, it doesn't. Yeah, I like just people that really um, are on a similar path, similar journey, have similar values to me. And, um, you know, a lot of those people are in AA, a lot of those people aren't in AA, and it's kind of just. It's just such a variety and like I am just trying to make sure I'm like putting in as much as like they're giving too. Totally. Know? And and you know what? One thing I will say I've really worked on the last four years is being a better listener <laughs> because I really for a long time everything was about me, right? So like every time I talked like that's the only thing I heard was my own voice and which is hilarious because now I'm actually hearing my own voice. But <laughs> um, but, that, but that was like the only thing I could hear. And, you know, whenever I talked to somebody, it was like I took up all the space in the room. Like 
I had to talk fully about what was going on with me. I had to tell you every issue I had come across. I had to tell you the drama going on in my life. And I, I never had any room for to listen to what was going on with anybody else. And if I did, I most likely would tell somebody why they were wrong. So <laughs> that's crazy. And I'm so grateful that I've become aware of that. And I, I still catch myself oversharing sometimes. But um, I think I've gotten a lot better about making sure like I, I keep space for those other people in my life. Man, got a little bit of narcissism in there. <laughs> like, just at least you're aware. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, back to like the relationships thing, though. Like, how you know? Because obviously, like, you've done a lot of work around your previous relationships and stuff. Like, how do you think you try to like not bring in unhealthy habits or? you know, maybe things like from past relationships into new ones, because I think it's not talked about enough that that it's so important to like heal and sort of process from previous relationships, whether like, you know, it's related to like an Al-Anon type relationship or not, like just in general. I I don't think people do that. They just hop into a new relationship, you know? Oh my God. I love that question. Thank you for asking that. It's a really good one. Um, I mean, you know, I've been in therapy for a really long time. So when I like broke up with my ex-boyfriend, I had a lot of support, family, friends, therapists, mm-hmm. Al-Anon. So I felt really surrounded. I just felt super surrounded by a lot of love. And um, I mean, breakups are never like fun, mm-hmm. even though you know that they have to happen. It's not like, oh, yeah, I just broke up. All good. You know, moving on. <laughs> totally fine. Like, we're done. You know, it's never, it's not, it's not like that. I mean, I cried for like weeks. I was devastated. I lost Mm -hmm. someone that I loved. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think, you know, even though it was the right decision, breaking up, it's never like, it's never like a fun thing to go through. No one likes that. But there's so much healing involved. I mean, so it's so much of in that moment I said yes to a lot mm-hmm. I said yes to mm-hmm. a lot of being right. with my friends being surrounded by other people not because I didn't want to be alone and lonely it's just I needed to be I needed to be surrounded by support mm-hmm. and you know like I was fine chilling at my house doing my apartment stuff by myself that wasn't an issue for me but I knew for my healing, I needed to be surrounded by other mm-hmm. people because mm-hmm. that's how that's how I heal, right. you know. Right. And um, it took time, but I think I think um, I mean I can't speak for all women or all people, but I think that for me at least, I had grieved a lot of my relationship for like months before it was over yeah um yep you know like I really came to the realization I was like okay this isn't working and it really like come to terms with everything before like you know the actual official breakup so by the time I started dating like my partner I was like very thoroughly on my healing journey from like that past relationship was in the past And there was that boundary. I was like, this is a new relationship. I can't bring what I had with this other, like, this is a completely different relationship, a new person that I want to be 
you know, I want to be in their life. They want to be in mine. And, you know, sometimes there are things that will like trigger responses, Mm. like unhealthy responses that, um, you know, from like past relationships. But I think I've become really good at communicating that to my partner. Like when something happens and I'm like, whoa, I got really angry at this thing and that didn't, you know, you didn't, did not do anything. You didn't deserve the attitude I gave you. This is where that came from. Mm -hmm. And I'm really, I really am sorry. Mm -hmm. So there's like always more work to be done. You know, like I will, I'm not a perfect person and I never will be, but I am very aware of you know little things that will trigger like kind of a little snippy response Mm. or just like me kind of shutting down you know I think sometimes I'll do that a little bit and my partner definitely like recognizes that right off the bat and he's like are you okay and I was like actually like that weirdly made me feel really weird Mm. and like I just need to think about that for a second has nothing to do with you I love you Mm. everything is fine I'm just having a moment. Right. You know, so I think healing is a lifetime. Yeah. Um, I think that every relationship and every all every friendship, you know, like has an effect on you. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've had to, you know, break up with friends too. It's never easy. But, um, you know, like we're like we're all healing and I'm mm-hmm. healing and it's a journey and I'm not perfect, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, I and I think the most important thing about what you said, right, was like in those moments when you do sort of feel triggered or it reminds you of something in a past relationship, like you just communicate that, yeah. right? Because otherwise the other person can feel like they did something wrong or it's their fault or whatever. Or if you just shut down and you don't, you know, say anything, then they're like, oh my God, like you know, what did I do? Like, why is she mad at me? Well, now I'm going to be mad. Yeah, and... you you mentioned something to me a yeah. few weeks ago that really, like, caught me off guard in, like, the best way. Oh, my God. Do you, re- do you remember? <laughs> no, oh my I'm god, laughing. <laughs> no. Oh, my God. No, it was about my birthday last year. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yes, yes. And, um... You know, I had sent out this text to a bunch of people being like, hey, it's my birthday. Like, if you want to come, awesome. If you don't, like, don't. It's whatever. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, if I see you, great. If I don't, like, all right, maybe I'll see you next year. Mm -hmm. And you had mentioned to me that you were really nervous to text Mm me um, and tell me that you couldn't come because in the past I'd say, like, oh, I'd say I'd have some sort of, like, response. (laughs) Okay, haha. Yeah, yeah. some "Ah." response that, like, wasn't very genuine. And I think last year I texted you like, okay, what did I text you? I don't even know. I mean, I I was just, the reason why I said (laughs) no, I was, I was so wanting to go, but I was like at the point where I, so crazy to think about that this was only a year ago, but I was like at the point where I was like, that is way too much social interaction for me. Like that involves me being around multiple people I don't know. And it's so crazy because I love that <laughs> shit now. But, um, but yeah, like, and so I, I, I was just so nervous to tell you because I was like, she's going to be upset. And, um, and I don't, I don't remember what you said back, like something chill 
or whatever. And it wasn't like it was rude or anything like that. But I was, I was so scared to tell you because I was like, oh, she's like not going to be happy that I'm saying no, which I don't. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. You had no, you probably didn't even think twice. No, I didn't. I think you had a really nice response, actually. And I think you're like, oh my God, I so get that. And like, yeah, totally no, because, because you would like explain that you were like, you yeah, nervous about the right. social situation. Okay. And I yeah. was like, oh my God, I totally understand. Yes. Like, we can do something together. Yeah. And yeah. And it was totally fine, but it was such a different response than yeah. what I would have had. Yeah. You know, like a few years ago, I would have mm-hmm. been like, haha, okay. Yeah. I don't know. It's just kind of crazy to be able to see literally growth in your yeah. responses to things like that. Right. Um, and communication, too. Oh, my God. Communication is so huge. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think, yeah, the importance of that, like, realizing that over time, like, how how much sort of, you know, like, how much your words can sort of play play a role oh my in god how yeah. it affects the other person you know everyone's here. going through their own thing everybody's just doing the deal out everyone's here, just living life like you know oh god uh, yeah i think though healing um before you jump into a new relationship back to that massive is so important because um i've had like a really fun and interesting journey with dating um it has not been a very exciting one but it has been very interesting like every step that has unfolded and like watching my progress and everything I had a had a period of time where you know like people would ask me like oh are you dating you know like like very shortly after I would say yeah I'm not in that relationship anymore and they'd say, oh, well, are you dating? I'm like, whoa, like, I literally just ended this relationship. Like, it was just crazy to me that people yeah. would ask that. That would be their follow-up question. Yeah. When I just said, like, yeah, this person you met at Christmas isn't here this year. Like, that's so wild to me. Anyways, um, so there was, like, a period of time where I was just like, no, like, I'm not even considering it. Like, I am going through my whole thing. I am focusing on myself I'm figuring out what I need I'm figuring out like how to process everything that happened in that relationship um and then yeah and then uh I think I was like texting you and I was like okay I'm gonna put on my new (laughs) I'm gonna put on my new year's resolutions be open to dating well you you were like I'm not gonna date I don't want to date and then one day you were like okay, like, I think I could be open to it. And I was like, yeah, you know. And I just want to say, like, there is no good timeline Mm -hmm. just ever. Because, you know, those people that were asking you that maybe have been through relationships where, like me, grieved a relationship for, like, six to eight months. Mm -hmm. And they've, like, they did a lot of, like, healing and processing in those months. But then, you know, like, there are some breakups where – you haven't grieved anything yet. Yeah. And you need those six to eight months, two right. year, five years. Right. Who knows how much time you need before you can move on, you know, move to a new relationship right. in Absolutely. a healthy way where you've grieved, you've done the work to let mm-hmm. that go, and you can be fully present for this new partner right. to be accepted into your life. You Absolutely. Know? Yeah. I think that's just, like, such a huge thing. No, you're totally right. And there is no, like, space specifics timeline or certain amount of time that it takes like it's it's everybody's own individual experience I think 
something helpful, like looking back, um, and like it's still currently happening. So I don't know why I just said looking back, but <laughs> looking back and forward. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I've just sort of like been so in touch with like my emotions and like how I'm feeling that I've just sort of known, like, okay, like this is step one. Like, I feel like I've gotten not, oh my God, I don't want to say I've gotten like over that relationship because that's kind of a crazy thing to say, yeah, but I've when, processed it. Yeah. I mean, when are we ever? Right. Yeah. Remember, like, I mean, you can't really just get like over a like, human get over being <laughs> that was in your life. Yeah. But so I've, I processed that relationship and then I was like, oh, like, I feel like I'd be open to dating somebody. And then, you know, got really excited over that like opportunity and was like, whoa, that's so cool. Like, I'm so comfortable inviting another person into my space and into my life. And that was a huge step for me. And then I downloaded Hinge for like a hot minute and then was like, eh, this is just, this is a lot of work. Yeah. Well, that's, that's kind of how I felt yeah. um, about dating. And um, I changed like all of my prompts on Hinge because I was like, you know what? If I'm if I'm gonna be on this darn app, I'm gonna learn I'm gonna I'm gonna learn a skill. Yeah. <laughs> and that's how I met my current partner and it worked out and it was super great. And that skill was fly fishing, correct? <laughs> yes. And shout out because he still has not taught me. So this oh is Oh my god <laughs> This is a public service announcement. <laughs> I still don't know how to fly fish. <laughs> That's actually so funny. Um, In the hot seat. No, I'm totally kidding. But um, yeah, I mean, dating, like, it's not, no offense to anyone that enjoys dating. I wasn't like, oh my God, this is such a great time. This is super fun. It's exhausting. Yeah. It's a lot of time. It's a lot of time and a lot of energy. But when I found my partner, I was like, Oh yeah, this guy, he's cool. Yeah. I like him. Yeah. We're gonna have fun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, and it's so great, right? And it's so like worth it when you do like find that person. Um but I think for me, like that was really important. Like each of those steps and then going on that first date or whatever. Um, and even though it didn't work out, like every piece of it and I just wanna say, when I say it didn't work out, like we both mutually were like, eh. Yeah. Like we'll be friends maybe, but like that was, you know. Thanks for we'll the be time. friends, but like probably not. But like, <laughs> but bye. it wasn't. It wasn't anything like. It was so mutual, you know. Yeah. It just like wasn't it. And um, when you know, you know. Yeah. When exactly. you don't know, you know, it's just like right. Like, was, hey, we're not vibing. Yeah. No bad blood. Exactly. It was just like um, such a part of the. Pro- All I saw it was as like another step in the process. You it, know, it is. It also, I feel like dating is so good because it helps you really narrow down like what qualities in a person Mm -hmm. you know are a value to you and what qualities they you know value because sometimes you're just like not aligning on a lot of stuff and you're like oh well you know that's actually kind of important to me so you bring that on to like the next date you know and it's it's like oh you're I you know you kind of like tailor questions Mm -hmm. to kind of see what you see what you're looking for it's you know, it's an inner. It's uh, an yes, interview. The interview. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Okay, so yes. don't check, check, check. Yeah, um, exactly. But it's, you know, it's a, uh, it's dating yeah, event. <laughs> yeah, I know it really is, and and it's been good for me, and I feel like now I'm sort of like, I am so open to it. I'm also so busy. Um, not saying that I am. Um, 
universe. I'm not saying that I don't have time <laughs> for somebody in my life, but I have so many good things going on right now and like so many like priorities in my life and things that are important to me and saying yes to everything is very time consuming. <laughs> and so, you know, when I meet that person, when that person comes along, like fan freaking tastic, I'm so excited to meet that person. But, um, I just feel like the other thing I want to say too, um, I have like talked to a couple people where it's so interesting because they'll say like, yeah, like whenever that person, you know, comes and, and finds me, but like, doesn't leave their house, (laughs) no, no shade, but like, I feel like a, a big piece of it is like, you know, trusting that you know, you'll meet that person, but also putting yourself out there so that you have the opportunity to meet that person. It's the same thing as like finding a job. Like you're not going to be like, oh yeah, like the right they'll job. knock on my door. Come- yeah. Monday. They'll knock on my door and they'll propose or yeah, somebody's <laughs> going to call me and offer me a job, but I'm not job searching. I'm not trying to find a new job. I'm just, you know, so it's like, it's, it's that trust in that things are going to work out and that, like, you know, I'm going to be taken care of, but still, like, taking action in yeah. the ways that I can, you know? I think it's important <laughs> that you said that. Yeah. Because I'm not just out here, like, ooh, like, whatever, <laughs> you know, my sounds partner great. All right. shows up. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm, I'm still, like, going out. I'm saying, not going, I don't go out. Let <laughs> clarify that. No, but, like, I'm still you know, going out doing things and, like, meeting new people and stuff like that. So, like, those opportunities for that to happen, like, is I'm making those opportunities um, accessible, you know? Yeah, and one thing I just wanted to say about relationships, which is something I, like, actively have been working on through, like, all of my relationships Mm -hmm. ever, is to not lose myself in my relationships. Oh my god! You know, say it one more time. <laughs> Don't lose yourself, <laughs> um, because I think in the past I've you know taken on their hobbies, done what they've wanted to do, you know, really like molded myself into what they wanted me to be, and like no, yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. So I think that's been so massive to me. Um, in the past relation like in my relationship is you know making sure that I make time for my friends making sure that my partner feels included in my life with my friends that I'm included in their life with their friends so it's not like oh they're your friends like you hang out with them Mm -hmm. by yourself it's like we're really becoming this it's like this cohesive relationship Mm -hmm. while at the same time staying in like as independent Independent. human beings and not not feeling like I have to do everything he wants to do mm-hmm. or he has to do everything I want to do. Right. You know, like, he is incredible at his boundaries. And I'm like, I aspire to be <laughs> like that. Because, yeah. you know, I'm still working on being able to be like, oh, yeah, you know what? I can't do that. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, I'd love to, but I'm really tired today. Right. So I'm continuing to work on that. I'm yeah. continuing to say no when yeah. I have to. Um, but yeah, I think like the losing yourself in a relationship has been so like crazy for me because I mean, I I feel like I've gotten that comment, you know, in the last few relationships I've been in, people are like, yeah, you weren't really yourself for a while there. And I was like, damn, I really did lose little Hannah Jane, didn't I? (laughs) 
Yeah, remember when we were recently trying to see if there was like a codependence anonymous? (laughs) 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 Oh my god. (laughs) There are none nearby, but. uh, There's some nearby. We'll find one, yeah? Yeah, I think. Oh, that's right, just in the middle of the day. Yes, in the middle of the day. (laughs) So that was kind of wild. Well, we'll go at some point and we'll report back to you guys on how it goes. We will let um, all of you know. No, but I think I think what you were saying, it's like it's it's just so it's exactly what I do too. I mean, I just totally I end up like or in the past I have like ended up sort of letting the other person's problems or identity or whatever is happening like sort of consume me and then that becomes my purpose is like taking care of that person um i know i've shared this Uh, with you before (laughs) but i love 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 this example little shout out to one of my best friends and her husband um who they consistently listen to the podcast every monday morning and we love love them for it um but yeah so i remember talking to her um she's from san diego also and you know, we'll fly home like for holidays and stuff with her husband. And, um, it, there was this one time where, you know, I think I was asking her if she wanted to like get together or something that morning. And, um, she was like, yeah, no, that sounds great. Like I'll be free like after 10 AM or something like that. And she, she was like, yeah, like, uh, my husband goes, to the gym at like 6 a.m. with my mom and they go work out and you know I'll, I'll probably get up at like eight or nine and like have coffee on the porch with my dad and I was like that's so cool that you guys can do your own thing and like there's no like oh well you know you should get up and work out really early or like oh like you're so annoying for wanting to get up and work out really early like it's just that's his thing and it also happens to be her mom's thing like she what a good like relationship she was like modeled as a kid yeah and they're oh my god the two of them they're her parents are amazing but like it's it's so cool though because it's like they're both totally independent people yeah and they just complement each other and like it's more of like a partnership it's not like you know, oh, I have to do what you're doing because we have to be together and doing the same thing all the time. It's like she's like yeah, no, uh, 6 a.m. gym is not my jam, so yeah. <laughs> you go have fun. I'm going to do my thing, which that's, I just love that so much. I love That's actually kind of a perfect example because I I had like a similar, I guess, for so I, I'm a creature of like habit and routine, or at least I used to be, and I'm slowly getting back into that, mm-hmm. but – my partner wakes up at like 6.40 on the weekdays and, you know, goes to bed like a little later than I did. And I was like doing that for a while. And I finally got to a place I was like, oh my God, I literally can't do this. Like I can't go to bed at 10. Like it's yeah, too late for me. Right. Um, because I like to wake up, you know, earlier. And so I finally just had that conversation and he was like, yeah, like, okay. And I was like, whoa, that was like way easier than I thought it would be. I thought it was going to be this whole thing of like, oh, well then, you know, it's not going to work out because I have blah, 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 blah. And I was just creating this false reality. I know. Insane of me. (laughs) He's going to leave me because I want to go to bed at night. Like like literally, yes, Sierra. Like, yes. (laughs) Um, Or like, you know, I need to wake up early. And, you know, he's Mm -hmm. like, well, you can. And I, I was like, 
yeah i can <laughs> like that's crazy <laughs> you're like wait we can wake up at different times and go to bed at different times that's nuts it's insane yeah. but apparently it's that's possible so cool. yeah it's cool to have that realization oh yeah still haven't perfected it but you know mm, progress not perfection oh yes well i think we will give you guys a proper ending. Yes, proper um. ending. Rather than just hearing us giggle and it fade out. We, we can give you that we too. Can get- <laughs> no. Cut it here. No. Yeah. <laughs> that that is perfect. Oh my gosh. A very Sierra Hannah Jane ending to the podcast this week. Oh but my gosh. thank you guys for tuning in again. Yes. Forever grateful. Yes, we love you all. We love the feedback. Keep it coming. If you enjoyed this episode, if you got something out of it, please share it with somebody who you think might also get something out of it. Might need um, to hear it. Might need to hear it. Yeah. So. We love you guys. Enjoy the rest of your week and we'll catch you next week. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.